you know, it's, it's kind of like that whole analogy of like being on the plane, right? They, they teach you all the time when the plane is, you know, experiencing, you know, t- turbulence or there's like an emergency, if those oxygen masks drop down, you don't put it on your kids, you don't put it on your wife, you put it on yourself first so you can take care of other people. So you, you, you can't, whether you're a dad or a doctor, you can't take care of other people unless you're, you have taken care of yourself first, I feel. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, where I'm helping dads, like myself, embrace their parenting imperfections and rediscover what it means to be a dad in the 21st century. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, board-certified pediatrician, husband, and father. And today's episode is an interview with Dr. Jonardo Guzman. He is a physician out of um, L.A., but he also has a background in lifestyle medicine. Um, and if you're not familiar with that, we'll talk about it a little bit in this episode. Um, but the whole concept is not just taking care of your kids, but taking care of yourself. You know, we're really good as parents as um taking care of our kids and those around us, but forgetting about our own health. And so we'll talk a little bit about this um, during today's interview, as well as just kind of getting Jonar's background on who he is and what he thinks being a dad is all about. And if the idea of lifestyle medicine interests you in the topic is something you want to learn more about, um, Dr. DeGuzman, he has a podcast called Glass Half Healthy, and we'll put that in the show notes below. But if that's something you want to look into more, go ahead and give his podcast a listen. I promise you'll learn a ton of stuff from it. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, as always, I'll remind you that if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast so that the next time a new episode pops up, you'll get notified. Um, and if you haven't left a review yet, uh, please make sure to do so because that will help our podcast um, get out there and reach as many parents as possible. So let's get into it. All right, I'm here with Joan R. Joan R., thanks for hanging out with me today. Appreciate it. No, thank, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And I, I just want to first say, my name is Jonar, and I'm an imperfect dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe we should start everything like that. I, actually, I probably need to wake up in the morning, and the first thing I do, look in the mirror and say, all right, this, this is it. Here we go. <laughs> well, Jonar, you know, before we get started, why don't you share with everybody just a little bit about your, yourself, your background, who you are? Sure. So my full name is Jonar de Guzman. I am a dad who's also a doctor, and we live out in the L.A. area. And so I, that's where I practice. And so I'm married to, you know, my wonderful wife and we have one kid. He's two. And so kind of the fi- family dynamics right now is, you know, we were actually going to enroll him in, you know, daycare, kind of like for, you know, his age group around two to three year old. But because of the pandemic, you know, we, we had to, we have to just change gears and, and find, find a nanny you know, in the interim. So that's what we've been doing over the past like year and a half, two years. Uh, and we just continued it on. So that's kind of how things are right now. And, you know, we're both busy. So my wife, she runs her own company and she, you know, d- thankfully does it from home. Uh, you know, I work at the hospital, so I, I do shift work. I'm a hospitalist. So I take care of adult patients 18 and over. And so I'm, I'm gone like half the time. And, and so you know, through all that, I think that it's, it's good in the sense that I have chunks of time off to spend with a family, spend with a kid. But, you know, as you know, very well, since you're a physician yourself, sometimes it's hard to, you know, after a long week of work, 
be fully present there at home with with your your wife with the kid being a dad so you know i look you know we we talked offline i love what you're doing i think this is such an important message to get to dads out there because i feel like as a new dad myself maybe one of the most important it pieces of advice that i've received was actually from my hospitalist uh lead who is you know the the main guy who oversees all the hospitals at at uh, the group I'm at and he told me he said Jonar no matter what you do my best piece of advice is don't follow anyone's advice you know go with what feels right you know there's so much information out there all these books you can read all these like guides but at the end of the day you got to just do your best and you know think with your gut and do what feels right you know yeah and, I- and yeah, I totally agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it. Ever since he said that, like I always think back to those moments or to that moment when I'm going through moments of parenthood, you know. And it just doesn't even have to deal with like you know our kid, but like you know the dynamic between me and my wife when we try to like figure out what to do with our kid, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. There's so much interplay involved, so I think that's been really helpful. But yeah, I mean it's it's tough, especially during the pandemic. You yeah. know, we're all cooped up at home at the same time. Things are starting to open up a little bit now. You know, I'm here in California, but, you know, I mean, over the past year, it's it's been challenging. And I, I imagine it's been challenging for so many people out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that people can at least, you know, understand and be patient with themselves and just, you know, know that this is this is not something that easy easy to get through, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, that's no, that's great. And I think that that advice is is huge. And you know, I, I always talk about as a pediatrician, I get all these new families coming in, or you could do these get to know you's before they're about to deliver. And it's okay, what resources should we use? What book should we read? And I'm just like, <laughs> right. nothing and everything because your, your kid is not going to follow any of the rules. You know, right. and that's, you know, that was always the funny thing in, in residency and pediatrics is they're like, okay, this is how when feeding should start. And this is how you do this. And this is sleep time. And this is this and you go into it like, oh, this is going to be easy. I got this all figured out. And then you have your first kid. And you're like, none of this is following. None of this is working. This isn't right. And so, um, yeah, so I totally agree with that. Yeah. Every situation is different. And like, just as an aside, cause that, that made me think of a memory that I had with me and my wife, when we were thinking about having a kid, we're like, okay, you know, and this is when Amy was pregnant. We we're like, you know, what we're going to feed him, we're going to do all organic. <laughs> He's going to eat plant-based, you know, th- we're, you know, not going to try to give him any processed foods. I mean, nowadays it's like, okay, can I'll give you an M&M just eat your food <laughs> yeah, right yeah that's how we were I think when you know in our first son he's eight now when he was finally starting to do solids like he was really into mushrooms and I was like this is awesome oh, my really? kid's gonna be a great I don't know where it came from and so I was like I'm gonna just keep, keep cooking these things like I sauteed the mushrooms and like olive oil and a little bit of white wine and like do time in there that's how he wanted them and I was like cool and then he stopped eating them and it was like oh okay well we got there maybe we'll try some other foods and now it's like dude just go eat some mac and cheese. Just stop freaking out about it. It's not a big deal. So yeah, I, I agree. It's you, you have all these grand ideas and then it's right. just like, ugh, we got to just figure it out. So right. yeah, nothing goes as planned in parenthood. It's funny. For sure. Well, as a dad, you know, did you have anybody growing up specifically that you can say like, this is the person I identified as like my definition of dad before I was a, fig- a dad. Like this is what I expected to be that father figure for me growing up. Yeah, I would say it was my my dad actually. Yeah. 
And which is interesting because, you know, everybody I talk to about that, that's never the first response. It's always like a grandparent or something like that. So I think oh, that's really? Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, my relationship with my dad had been pretty complicated because mm-hmm. he wasn't really around when I was growing up. But I think like as I got a little bit older and he was able to kind of taper down with his work schedule, he was there more for me. And just his general approach, he was very nurturing. You know, like if I ever had a problem, you know, whether it was at work or, you know, personally with friends or girlfriends, he would always be there to listen. And so I I think I kind of garnered that with with, you know, how he was kind of like later on in my life. But, you know, unfortunately, he passed away. You know, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to my my podcast. Yeah, I mean, that has had such a huge impact on who I am today. And so especially when I'm with my son, I try to channel my dad's energy and his approach with how he, he treated me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think that was beneficial. And yeah, you know, it was only for that short amount of time, but even that amount of time had, had a big impact on like, you know, how I want to be a dad and who I am today. Cool. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's good. And like, and like I said, you know, it's interesting when you talk to different people on, on how they look at those father figures and, and sometimes you, you know, you, and you kind of preface it a little bit too with how your dad, you didn't, he wasn't around as much maybe. And I think that was, that was pretty common for our parents and parents before them. But nowadays we are a little bit more present in, in lives as, as father figures. And so that, right. You know, how do you do that's kind of always not an, an easy take on things because before it was, you know, dad worked, dad came home, that was it. And now it's, it's not as much that. So um, do you feel like that, your idea of, of being a dad has changed at all since having a kid. I mean, too, you're, you're still fresh, I guess, you know, but yeah, uh, do you feel like that's know, shifted at all? I, I want to say it has. It's, I think that like, I kind of envisioned how it would be. And I know it was going to be tough, but there's, you know, all these experiences that you go through and you're like, wow, I didn't realize how tough it was. This is, you know, in these moments, how tough it's going to be. Like, for example, recently he just got injured. You know, he, he was on the, the playground and he accidentally bit his tongue because he slipped off a, a ladder ring. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go to the ER and it was this whole, like, we hope he's okay. We hope his tongue heals. Like, will this be permanently <laughs> damaged? <laughs> just all these things that go through your mind as a parent. And it's just, it, you know, unless you're in that, that, that seat and you experience those those moments of of fear and anxiety like it's it's different from thinking about it to actually like going through it so i think those those parts of it i think are are different for me yeah because you know you you won't know until you experience it yourself yeah definitely yeah do you feel like as a, a physician dad you're the type that tends to um kind of push things off like, ah, you're fine. It's just a cold kind of thing. Or is it, do you get into the mindset of you start thinking of all the bad things that really could be going on because of all the patients you see and it's like, oh, we got to go get this checked out right away. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, I think it's a little bit of both. Like when he first came down with his first cold, my wife was very, you know, worried about it. But I was like, you know, he's he's young, he's developing his immune system. He'll get Mm -hmm. through it, you know. But like when when I saw that tongue, 
when he <laughs> sung and there's all this blood all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that moment I was, you know, it's like the, the yeah. other end of the spectrum. I was very yeah. worried about whether or not it would heal fully. But kids' bodies, they're so resilient, you know, they're oh, able crazy. to bounce back. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And you know very well as a pediatrician, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, for you, and, and we'll talk a little bit about your podcast here in a minute, but, you know, yeah. part of part of your background is you have not only done your, your normal medical training, but you also got um, certified in lifestyle medicine. And yeah. there's some of those out there that maybe aren't as familiar with that term. If you can explain it briefly for those out there, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So lifestyle medicine is a relatively new field and it focuses on evidence-based approaches to treating, reversing, and preventing chronic disease. So we're talking about stuff like obesity, diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, th those sorts of diseases. So using simple but profound lifestyle changes. So like focusing on nutrition, predominantly plant-based nutrition, focusing on getting adequate sleep. We're talking about at least seven to eight hours a night. Movement. And this doesn't just, you know, going to the gym, exercising, just like physical activity, moderate physical activity each week. So it's those sorts of things that kind of bring to the forefront how patients and physicians, all of us, at the end of the day, we're all patients, right? Mm -hmm. How we all should be approaching life because a lot of these chronic diseases that we see in the hospital stem from our lifestyle choices. So I think, you know, as a physician, as a parent, as a person, you know, all of it is kind of what I espouse to be in like my own life, professionally and personally. And so that's kind of what it is in a nutshell. Cool. Yeah. And do you feel like, well, I guess I should ask, was that something you were really into before medicine or was it after you become a physician and seeing all these kind of chronic patients or what, what kind of got you interested into that? Yeah. So I think it was kind of over the course of a number of years. So I think the the stepping stone for me was getting into meditation. Mm -hmm. And that happened early on when I was in high school. I studied abroad in Japan. And I was there for a summer and we, we ended up going to this Buddhist temple and the Buddhist monks took us through a guided meditation. And at the time I was, I think only 17, I was very intrigued, but I don't think I was mature enough to fully get it and experience it. I think after my dad passed away, and that was when I was like in my early 20s, did I really get into it? Because I, I was grieving at the time and I wanted something that I knew would be able to you know, sustain me long-term to get over this grief. So I really took the meditation. And then from there, you know, I, I kind of studied Zen Buddhism, but other types of Buddhist philosophy. And I, I knew their principles of living. And one of them was, you know, being vegetarian. So mm -hmm. like not trying to eat any like animal products, meat, what have you. And so I think from there, it kind of already planted the seed. And so when I was in residency, I found myself very overweight, like, you know, 35 pounds overweight. And I knew that as a physician, it's almost hypocritical to be telling all my patients, okay, well, you should eat healthier. Am I doing it myself? No, I'm not. So I told myself, I'm like, well, you know, as a physician, but also as a person, like I, I need to take care of my health better if I, I want to live longer. And like, you know, again, looking back on my dad, my dad died of colon cancer. I knew his diet. He ate a lot of processed meat. I'm Filipino. So that's what I grew up eating. You yeah. know, I grew up in Chicago. So Giordano, I don't know if you lived in Chicago, but like Giordano's is a big pizza place. Okay. Portillo's. I loved all that stuff, you know, American mm -hmm. food, heavy meat diet. But I, I told myself, I'm like, you know, those are strong risk factors for colon cancer. Do I want to go down the same route my dad did? 
And so I said, no, I, I don't. And this is even before I, we had our baby, right? And so I, I started, you know, reading different books and that's how I came down that whole path of lifestyle medicine. That's kind of what opened the door to it. Cool. And especially after finding out we were going to have a baby, I think that that was the main trigger that I was like, okay, we have it. We're going to have a baby. I don't want my son going through the same thing I went through when I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. I want him to have a dad when he's graduating from, from, you know, college from graduate school, when he gets married, it was more for him than anything. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, yeah, that's such a big thing is, is I think as parents, it's really easy for us to put our own health aside for the sake of our kids and, and maybe for our loved ones and for our spouse. Sometimes we put ourselves, I think it's dads, it's, we do a good job at sitting on the back burner, not really focusing on our own selves and making sure everybody else is, is there first before we take care of ourselves. But Right, right. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of ironic too, because it's like, we do that, it's good, but also in the long run, it's potentially bad because- yeah you know, it's, it's kind of like that whole analogy of like being on the plane, right? They, they teach you all the time when the plane is, you know, experiencing, you know, t- turbulence or there's like an emergency. If those oxygen masks drop down, you don't put it on your kids. You don't put it on your wife. You put it on yourself first so you can take care of other people. So you, you, you can't, whether you're a dad or a doctor, you can't take care of other people unless you're, you have taken care of yourself first. I feel, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a great analogy. That's, that's really good. Um, how do you feel? So, you, you know, you talk about being plant-based kind of with your diet and sure. um, do you guys do that with your child as well? Are they strictly plant-based right now? So no, they're, okay. to, to give you a short answer. No, yeah. I, it, there's a lot of dynamics to that. I mean, me and my wife had, you know, long discussions about whether or not we would raise him that way. And we came to the consensus that it would be up to him to choose. Yeah. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, that's kind of how I approach patients and like, you know, people in my life. I think initially when I started out, you know, going plant-based, I was so gung-ho about it. And I think, you know, a lot of my family gave me a lot of flack. Because <laughs> they're it's like- It's hard for change. It's, it's yeah, hard. It, they're like, this is our culture. What are you yep. trying to do here? You know, but I, I think at the same time too, you, you do, you have, to, you have to give people the option right? You, yeah. you, you have to let them decide on their own. And so that's kind of what we're having our son do. I, it's interesting. He actually doesn't like meat that much at all. Like the things that he eats, usually it'll be fish, if yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, mac and cheese, he loves that stuff. Yeah, so. course, right? <laughs> it's, it's a go-to. Yeah. And you know, I, I find that it's, it, you know, it's, I think it's so interesting looking at our diets as not just Americans, but as, as people in this generation compared to previous generations and, and the types of foods we eat and how we eat. Cause it's super common in the office for me, mm-hmm. how these families mm-hmm. come in and they're like, Oh, they do great eating. You know, they're 18 months old. They're two years old. They're 15 months old, whatever it is. They're after, you know, they're mainly solid eating solids. Now they're not breastfeeding as much, maybe or doing formula those kind of things. So their, their diet is strictly nutrition is coming from solids and the parents are like, Oh, they're, you know, they do a great job eating their veggies and their fruits, but they just want to eat meat. I don't understand why they want to eat meat. And it's, it's a textural thing with kids. And it, you know, it's interesting how, how meat focused we are in the United States. But when Mm -hmm. you look at kids and development, they're, they're really adverse to it until they've been exposed to it a lot. And you kind of wonder, you know, does that go against nature a little bit or, or what? And I don't know, obviously I'm not a, a specialist in those kind of things, but when you talk about how your kid's just not into it, it's, it, that's a very common theme from parents when I talk to them. Yeah. You know, I think that like, if you look at different cultures, there, 
There's this interesting book called Blue Zones. I don't know if you heard of it. I've heard of it. I haven't read it yet and I want to, but I haven't read yeah, it. Yeah, put it, put it on the queue, people, because yeah. it, it, is, it is such an eye-opening book. So basically it focuses on these long-lived uh, communities around the world. And it, they have you know, a big population of people that live past 90 or 100. And it's like you know, per capita compared to other areas around where that community is like it's it's astronomical so mm-hmm. there there's one here actually in the united states in loma linda and so they kind of you know gathered all the different types of lifestyle choices that these communities had and they come up with this list of you know common themes so like one of them is you know predominantly plant-based right so mm-hmm. i think that like just thinking about things i feel like you know naturally the way that we were you know built as as human beings i think that's kind of you know the reason why these people live so long is partly because of the nutrition right we yep. fo- focusing mostly on plants and i'm not saying to like you know for for anyone who's listening out there to like not give up your steak or you can do whatever you want but if you're going to be eating stuff you should make majority of plants on your plate each day yeah that's that's my take on things nope definitely i i know for me it's it's it'd be very difficult to give up meats because I enjoy them so much, but I know I could do it if I wanted to. It's a lot of mindset, <laughs> but it's very common for my wife to, if she's going to surprise me with something from the store, she will bring home a package of prosciutto because I could eat prosciutto all day if I wanted to. <laughs> and it's like, I got this for you for your snack and it'll be gone by that night. I eat the whole pack because I love it. I don't know why, but I love it. So, but it's, it's definitely a conscious decision there too. But, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, so I guess, you know, you, you know, we talked about your lifestyle medicine background and you, and you, I think we briefly mentioned you had a podcast on that. Why don't you speak just quickly on that kind of what's that podcast focused on? What are you doing on there? Yeah. So the name of the podcast is called the glass half healthy. And so the whole focus is getting people to rethink the way they've previously thought about health mm-hmm. and kind of the backdrop is, you know, the pandemic we're in coronavirus and a lot of what I see as a hospitalist in the hospital with very sick patients is that the common themes is they come in with these chronic diseases. So they're risk factors for severe coronavirus infection. So what I'm hoping to do is have people on the show who are experts in their field, in the areas of nutrition, sleep, exercise, you know, uh, stress reduction, all these sorts of things to get people to, you know, get them in the habit of rethinking and redoing how they've approached their health. That's all point of me. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. And if, and if you're a parent out there, dad, and you want to think more about your own health that you've been thinking about, it, it's definitely a good resource. So I definitely recommend you taking that, a listen man. to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess any closing thoughts for you from your life experiences, being a dad, being a physician, you know, you're married, your wife's working from home, any, I guess, if you had a new attending or a new, you know, resident rounding with you, something like that. And they're like, Hey, if you had one really important piece of advice for me as a dad, what would it be? Oh man, I, I wish I didn't tell you about what my what my <laughs> attending told me. But you could carry <laughs> it on, right? To, to bite it off as my own. But so I, I think for any new dads listening out there, give yourself some patience and compassion. You know, I think it's easy to beat ourselves up and compare ourselves to others. You, I mean, you talked about it in your first podcast episode, right? How there's you know, all these different dads and, and experiences we can compare ourselves to, but there's no one else out there like you except for you. Mm-hmm. You've gone through your own unique experience with your own 
upbringing and your own background. So I think that, you know, when you're going through parenthood, and especially during those tough moments, give yourself some grace and compassion and be gentle with yourself. And, you know, like you said, you know, we're, we're not perfect and we fail, but that's where the growth happens. When you make mistakes, you learn from them and you move on. So I would say that that's my main, main piece of wisdom to leave you guys with. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to, to talk with me about, you know, being a dad and, and life in general. So, so thanks for that. No, th- thank you. I think this podcast is going to bring so much value to new dads and, you know, dads that have been dads for a while out there. <laughs> I, I really want this to, to take off and I, I congratulate you on, on launching it. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Of well, take care. Okay. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. Thanks. This has been the Imperfect Dad MD podcast, and I would just like to thank Jonar again for coming on the show and taking time to share his background, his history, and and, and talk a little bit more about lifestyle medicine there. Uh, again, if you're interested in more of what he has to talk about, um, again, his, his podcast is called um, Glass Half Healthy, and you can find that on pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, just make sure you listen to mine too. <laughs> Otherwise, remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll get you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.